Hello and welcome to Reality Roots Pod with me, your host, Hillary. Welcome one and all, welcome back if you're coming back and welcome extra special welcome, welcome if it's your first listen. <clears throat> I'm having a bit of a struggle this week with time. I felt like I was really ahead as usual last week and then Easter happened and I was like, oh no, all my time is gone. It's been a bit of a rough one. So anyway, we will do our best today to get through this. It might feel rushed because I might be rushing because I just don't feel like I have as much time as I would like. And guys, this was a really good episode. Like I have been thinking about this. I've wanted to be talking about it since I first watched it. It was it was such a good pull. It is an episode of Jerry Springer from 1994. And the title is No More 9 to 5. I want a sexy job. <laughs> oh boy, it just again it feels like just another continuation on the spectrum of the last couple weeks that I've had recapping episodes that aren't about misogyny, but end up being very tied to misogynistic attitudes. I really feel badly for women in the 90s. Like I really, I really, again, it makes all the kind of snap back on toxic masculinity make a lot more sense when we put it in the context of things that we hear just said offhandedly in these 90s, like I guess early 90s talk show episodes. Jerry Springer also, like this is obviously pre, I don't know what we want to call it, like this is, this episode doesn't look like the 2023 episodes of Jerry Springer like the set is different there's like a lot of beige it's not the sort of green sewer (laughs) kind of decor I tried to think of a better word just out of sewer (laughs) to describe the current Jerry Springer set I I wonder if that's what they're I just mean there's like a lot of pipes (laughs) like that weird fan and stuff so I don't know but that's not what this is there's like a lot of beige around it's different (laughs) it's different and also the theme music is different it sounds more like Ricky's I wish there hadn't been as much time between uh, me taking notes and me recording it because I really did want to kind of sing it a little bit. It was very good. Let me see if I can get a little tasty taste of it. Yes, it is very, very, I swear it could be the same almost as Ricky's. It's like, it's really um, not what it is right now. I hope that wasn't terrible. I'm sure it was. Okay, so we have this little vignette to start us off. It's like a regular looking girl working in an office. Same. Uh, wonders what it would be like to do something a little more exciting. Exciting. And then we cut to her being a stripper. 
in like a red and black pleather bikini outfit. We don't see this right away, but uh, they replay like clips of this uh, every time we, I think, cut to a commercial and also come back from a commercial. Definitely when we come back from a commercial. And at one point you can see like, <laughs> she's like, this is like a thong outfit and they just put that on TV. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff they put on TV here that's not great. Anyway, the format of the show. So I could really also feel like mm, Jerry Springer is a smart guy and I think he's actually an excellent TV host. It kind of bums me out that he's a little bit wasted on the Jerry Springer show because he asks good, not only does he ask good questions, but he really knows when to push for a good answer. Like, and his audience is trying to push us into the current Jerry Springer. Like they have updated what this show is becoming, I think faster than Jerry Springer maybe has clocked it. I think he knows, I think, like I said, he's a smart guy. I think he knows <laughs> what it's becoming, but you can see him still like pushing back on it and trying to kind of make it what I think he really envisioned probably for this show. I can't imagine he envisioned what it's become at all. Who could? But I mean, yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting point of time, 1994 in the Jerry Springer story. So this is about like the topic is people who are not currently I guess in like the sex work industry but who think they want to be I don't know why we took a like I don't know why they took a pause or like a little little side jaunt over to this Jerry Springer before like if you wanted to do it I feel like you would just do it and not like make a big thing I don't know. I don't know why we're here. But anyway, they're they're thinking that they want a sexy job now. But they're kind of I guess Jerry wanted to give us different like different aspects on this, which I really appreciate. Like we're not going to talk about the same story six times. We have kind of I would say four like distinct situations that we're going to address and they each sort of have their own not twist, but their own differences, I guess. So first, we're going to talk to the wannabe strippers. <laughs> so there's a girl, Miss, not a girl, a woman, Misty, and a man, some stupid name, Nathan, <laughs> a man, Nathan, and they want to be strippers. And they are there with people who are close to them who don't feel that way. <laughs> so first up, Misty and her cousin, Noel. Misty says that she was inspired by Jerry Springer and she references like a past episode. Uh, we'll get there. And uh, now she wants to quit her job as a bank teller to be a stripper. Misty, I feel like it's kind of a butterface. <laughs> like there's nothing wrong with her physically. Uh I, I don't know if it's her face or the way that she holds her face. Like, eh, I, I don't know. It's hard to say she's ugly. It's just that she is smiling so big and her teeth are so big. And not only are her teeth big, but you could probably also see a good inch, maybe two inches of like gum. 
and they're she's not even holding her teeth together <laughs> so like there's like lip two inches of gum two inches of teeth space two inches of teeth two inches of gum lip it takes up easily half of her face like half of the geography of her face is mouth and it is very off-putting <laughs> to me I don't know uh her hair is like very of the time it's I don't know I did they used to do like bangs all the way around the top of your head <laughs> like I feel like I keep seeing this it's like kind of a mullet type like blonde rat's nest like it's obviously teased to hell but it seems shorter on the top like there's bangs but the bangs go all the way around I don't know and to be fair at least 50% of the audience has a mullet so great she's not wearing like a ton of makeup um so that's fine uh, the way she's holding her mouth, I thought maybe she was on cocaine, but I don't think so. I think a lot of times your jaw gets more, like, tight together. Like, you'd hold it together. Maybe she should do cocaine. <laughs> maybe it would help <laughs> her mouth situation. I don't know. It's just her mouth. It's just so distracting. Misty says, I'm tired of not being noticed. I watched your Cafe Erotica episode. Don't know what that is. I thought, well, I'm a bank teller. Why shouldn't I count my own money? <laughs> Misty and Nathan are full of their own made-up sound bites that you can tell sounded better in their head <laughs> before they said them out loud. Noelle, who, by the way, is gorgeous. Like, Noelle, maybe that is also not helping Misty, is that Noelle looks like she could be an actual model. Like, I would, I would buy that for sure if she was a like on TV or a model, she's beautiful. Like she's stunning. Anyway, she says, you're a beautiful girl. You get noticed every single day and you have to take off your clothes. And she gets cut off by the audience cheering. Again, the audience is, the audience is telling us what kind of show they want this to be, <laughs> what most people probably wanted it to be. So a lot of times they cheer or jeer I guess over people talking which is aggravating I'm sure it's aggravated too Miss D comes back and says well I get noticed every day but I'm not getting paid for it um oh that's who Noelle okay Noelle looks like Demi Moore <laughs> like exactly like Demi Moore she's got like a red or like a hot pink sort of like denim jacket on oh she looks good Jerry asks, it, like, she, he asks Misty if she thinks people are noticing her for the wrong reasons, then Misty's like, no. Jerry to Noelle is like, oh, okay, and you think this is a lousy idea. You wouldn't do that. Noelle's like, oh, God, never. <laughs> and Jerry's like, and why wouldn't you? And again, the audience kind of starts, I don't know, turning their wheels, I guess. And then he's like, no, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to talk you into it or anything like that. Just like, I want to know what the reasons are that a woman says, no, I'm not going to do this. And Noelle tells him that she would just rather go somewhere and make her money using her brains. And then she says, and, and my body, but again, cut off by cheering. I, maybe that was a good point. We'll never know. Jerry now throws it over to Nathan, who is here with his wife's friend, Angel. First of all, feel like Angel is not a real name. I think Nathan's wife doesn't want to be anywhere 
close to this at all. Nathan is giving us Joe Dirt realness. <laughs> He's got like a red bandana or like a do red. I don't think it's a do red. I think it's just a red bandana that he's tied onto his head. <laughs> uh, he's got a horrible ponytail. He has Dahmer glasses when they were Dahmer glasses and not when they were bring it back like Gwyneth Paltrow glasses. Uh, he's got like a Canadian tuxedo. Like it's all denim and like big dirty looking chaps over top and work gloves. He's got jacked up teeth. He's visibly not in shape. Like I, at best we could call it a dad bod, but honestly it's not even a good dad bod. <laughs> he's like, he's pasty as hell and he has a shitty, ugly mustache that is not thick enough to be attractive. Also, he has a UAW hat, like a, mm, not really like a trucker cap, like a ball cap, I guess. UAW, which is United Auto Workers. Jerry tells Nathan that he doesn't look like a typical male stripper. <laughs> Asks what he does for a living. Nathan explains that he's dressed like this because this is how he has to go to work, like his regular job. And then he goes into this thing like, I don't know if he thought that this was going to be where he was stripping. Like, <laughs> he takes off his gloves and the chaps in this really dramatic fashion <laughs> that is feels very scripted. Like, he's like, I'm just sick and tired of having to slave over the same hot stuff day in and day out with no appreciation like as he's like taking off the chaps and the gloves first of all like okay that's fun that we're like it's fun that we're I guess bringing in the day job into the stripper bit but like you could wash the chaps like the chaps were visibly not washed like they looked disgusting and the gloves looked disgusting and I don't think women want a like I don't think women go to male strippers for like reality like, or part pieces of reality like that I think that's too much just wash them that's all it's weird and then how we set that up like oh just sick of tight like that's how I would set it up, I guess, if I was going to do, like, a sexy strip tease. But then he, like, doesn't. Like, I think he got his cues confused because he will strip later for us, but not right now. And it just was kind of a weird, like, blue balls strip. <laughs> but not blue balls because it wasn't sexy at all. Angel's like, no, but sorry, you are here. Your wife isn't even here because she can't believe you're even doing this. You have a good job at home. Why would you do this? Nathan's like, why would I do this? <laughs> Throw back to last week's episode. I wanted to be like, did I stutter? Like, yeah, why would you do this? Nathan says, I slave in the same place for 10 and a half hours a night, 130 degrees. And then now we get the problem with Nathan. <laughs> Angel... Remember we just said, that Angel just told us that Nathan's wife is not okay with him stripping. Now we get to it. Angel asks if he would let his wife be a stripper. And Nathan doesn't hesitate at all. He's like, no. 
And Angel's like, okay, well, you shouldn't do it either then. Like, why are you, why? Like, you shouldn't do it. And, like, Jerry and, like, the whole audience loses their fucking shit. Jerry's like, whoa, 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 why? (laughs) Why wouldn't you let her do it if you can do it? Nathan says, why? Because I said big reaction from the audience. Uh, I want to point out that I am obviously on Angel's side here, but also Angel's dress does look like a potato sack. And also she needs a new bra. And the dress is almost exactly the color of potatoes. So it's really not helping. Like she's giving us, Angel's giving us potato realness right now in that sad, sad dress. But she's right. And I'm I'm. It, Makes me happy that she's up there standing up for her friend. And Jerry's like, what the fuck? Like, because you said, like, that's it? That's how it goes? Like, Jerry's looking at him, like, genuinely like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And Nathan's response is, that's why God made man first. (laughs) Why? So they could strip? Like... Everyone's like, I don't know. I guess the audience is the audience is reacting like this is that's crazy. The problem's not the stripping. The problem is your relationship with your wife and your attitude towards women. Nathan's like, oh, give me the chance to say something. I'm like, say something better. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, oh, Nathan comes back to you. He's like, what's the name? Whoa, man whoa men you just whoa whoa okay (laughs) yikes 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 an audience member stands up (laughs) to like they you know they interrupt wild jeering and booing uh an audience member stands up to be like excuse me i don't know where the hell you get off with that damn attitude of yours and we're just as equal if as you are if you think you can get up there and take off your clothes then your wife can do whatever the hell she wants to do (laughs) And she was correct, but her bangs also looked terribly greasy. Jerry finds someone who thinks Nathan is right. Like, he's like, oh, you were cheering when Nathan said all that. So tell us about it. The audience member is like, well, it's a man's world. He can do what he wants. Angel's like, if his wife can't do it, then he can't do it. Nice. It's true. Like, (laughs) of course it's true. Again, it's like, obviously I don't have to explain to you guys in 2023 why that's true. It should just like, it's wild that people in the 90s didn't understand or that anybody in the 90s, yikes. Anyway, Nathan tries to tell us that it's because if when he strips, he's not going to show us anything that you don't see at the beach or that you we wouldn't see if we saw him at the beach. And a new audience member stands up to be like, fine, then if you're going to do that, then he should let his wife do it. Nathan says, well, because when women strip, they strip all the way down. And an audience member, like, they're sort of the same one, is like, no, they don't. Like, they may be topless. And then Nathan's like, do you go topless at a beach? And I guess that shut down the conversation. You can, actually. I mean, I don't know if it's like that in the States. About this time, like in the 90s in Canada, a bunch of people fought for the right for women to be allowed to go topless. I gotta tell you, I I pretty much never see women go topless, but it's nice to have the right, you know? It's nice to have that option and not have it as, like, a double standard. What did it change day to day? Pretty much nothing. (laughs) But it's just nice to have equal rights 
to make bad choices. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's nice. Anyway, uh, Jerry throws to commercial. Uh, but, but we get another, you know, uh, slice of that vignette of that lady stripping. Uh, Jerry, when we come back, Jerry kind of, I don't know, recaps for us a little bit. Uh, he's like, oh, Nathan and Misty want to be strippers. He says, Nathan, you are willing to be a stripper. You said you won't let, as if that's your decision, you won't let your wife strip, but you are going to. You think your stripping will turn women on? <laughs> Let's find out. Oh, that was, I liked that out of Jerry. That was very passive aggressive. Uh, now Nathan is going to do his stripping for us. First mistake, he doesn't go over to the pole. He just like stands up where he is. And I could see behind him because God knows my eyes wanted to look at anything that wasn't Nathan stripping. Uh, there's like a little bookshelf that's part of the set. <laughs> like it's like kind of behind him. It's so homey. I feel like it was probably a huge liability once the current Jerry format came to be like the Jerry Springer standard because there's no way they'd have all these loose books around. <laughs> like, obviously, they're just going to get thrown at someone's head. So I understand why that, <laughs> that was removed for health and safety reasons. So he first takes off the bandana. Then he takes off his chaps. But he struggles with it, and it's awkward. Now he's in his socks. <laughs> like, nice, nice. <laughs> Probably lose the socks. Or I don't even know. Do male strippers leave their socks on? Tell me if you know. Realityrootspod at gmail.com. Really want to know about the sock situation on the male strippers. Mm, he makes he kind of makes his way over to the pole like I can't even describe his dancing it's it's bad like just know that it's bad he unbuttons his shirt not a muscle to be seen on this guy he does look like he might have waxed uh maybe it also got burnt off he might work he said it's really hot where he works so it might be a heat situation I don't know and then he like walks back to Angel to finish the strip and he doesn't take off his jeans so now he's just topless with his socks on so cool audience booing wildly <laughs> the whole time I don't even think he got a single cheer the uh oh, sorry Angel is like and that is why his wife wouldn't come <laughs> it's like Absolutely, I wouldn't want to be attached in any way to this jackass. To Jerry asks the audience what they think. An audience member stands up to say, "Well, I think he's kind of a sexist and he's kind of a pig." Yep. Jerry's like, "Well, okay." <laughs> to be fair, I think there's a lot of reaction to the first comment you made. Nathan's like, "Everyone's entitled to their opinion." To which I said. Except your wife, obviously. <laughs> like, where do you get off on saying everyone's entitled to their opinion after you just told us that your wife's opinion doesn't matter? Oh, what an asshole. Jerry asks Angel for her reaction, which she kind of just gave us, but I don't know. Angel's like, he's a pig. He didn't have anything to offer or he would have taken it all off. Yup. <laughs> Noelle chimes in to say, you know, I have a feeling your wife is better off without you in more ways than one. 
oh, Nathan, you really put yourself up in a vulnerable spot and then came out guns blazing for everybody else. <laughs> it's not a smart idea. It's like walking onto the battlefield butt naked. <laughs> like, what are you doing? God. An audience member, like a male one, stands up and is like, I see it like this, buddy. I'd get in the weight room before I quit my day job. Correct. Like, <laughs> again, I feel like, the, okay, I feel like Nathan's just like, oh, it'd be way easier to be a stripper. Like, I don't know if it would be if you were already, like, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson or, like, someone who was really in shape, then maybe it would be easy to just float on over and be sexy for money but if you're not already sexy then you you have a lot of work to do to get there an audience member i feel like we lost kind of the joke a little bit because i don't know what she had but she said i think you should give him this and she holds up like a i don't know some kind of a flyer it looks like there's some sexy man pics on it (laughs) i don't know why it's like an eight by ten and it has, I think, 16 pictures, like four and four, or like four rows of four. I don't know what it is, though. If it was a handout she got outside, <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, she's like, I think you should give him this and show him what a real stripper looks like. And Jerry, like, very playfully, God, I love Jerry. He grabs it and he's like, looks at it. And he's like, if you don't stop showing my picture around, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dad joke, but it was very funny. An audience member yelled something kind of inaudible, and Jerry's like, oh, trust me, it's not pretty, which was a fun canned line uh, from Jerry. Now Misty strips for us. Uh, she goes over to the pool sooner. I guess it's better than Nathan. Noelle looks, like, shocked. Uh, she has on, like, this whole garter belt with the stockings and everything. I don't know. She takes her bra off and then Noelle runs over to try to, like, cover her up with her jacket. Noelle just looking fine as hell. Way better than the naked girl next to her. Misty does kind of look like a stripper, so maybe. Like, maybe it would be a good fit for her. I'm not sure. Anyway, Misty sits back down (laughs) wearing Noelle's jacket. Just tits out. (laughs) She doesn't put anything else back on. She just puts the jacket over her shoulders. <laughs> just sits there with her tits out, sitting down in a chair. Ooh, the confidence. An audience member who looks like the bad one from the movie The Craft. Uh, that was Nancy, and it's played by Feruza Balk. But a little, she looks older than... I mean, The Craft was about teenagers, so it wasn't... She didn't look like a teenager, but she looked like an older couple size bigger maybe version of Feruza Bulk. She says, Jerry, I think that they would both make more money with a freak show than a strip show. Nathan would have to pay me to go watch him strip. (laughs) Misty's tits are still out. At first Nathan was laughing through all this, but now mm, you can see behind his eyes it's not. (laughs) He's not laughing anymore. He looks like, oh, I might have made a big mistake. Which he did. Jerry asks her very seriously. Like, this woman who just stood up. This is what I mean. Jerry, oh, such a good host. Jerry asks her, like, very seriously. He's like, are there moments when you were growing up, when you were alone, when you fantasized about, oh, God, I wonder what it's like to be a stripper. Now, I'm not saying that you never make that decision in real life, but... 
you know, to the audience member, you said, oh, oh sorry. Oh, because an audience member behind him, <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, you just said like, oh, and then you wake up. Like, haha. But do you, like, for real, do you ever think about that? Like, can you understand why someone might say, oh, gee, that would be a really great thing to do? So the audience member responds. And she says, well, if I had a really great body, which is kind of what I said, right, about Nathan, if you're already there. Anyway, if I had a really great body and I knew for, like, for sure I would be able to make money doing this kind of thing, maybe... But you know what? Like, knowing the kind of person I am, I really don't think I'd be able to do that because it's like, in this part, I had a hard time understanding. She was, I think she said, like, because it's like fawning over your body, pawning your body, probably. Uh, you have no morals. You're letting everybody see what you've got to offer, and it's like not worth it for a dollar tip, <laughs> which was a great. I'm glad you went to her for that answer, like to ask that question, and I'm glad that she responded as she did. That was a good answer. Uh, Misty's still got her tits out. (laughs) She says, oh, looks like there's an awful lot of double standard out there in this here audience. And I was like, why? It doesn't at all. It seems like no one wants Nathan to strip either. (laughs) It doesn't seem like anybody wants anything to strip. Uh, Noelle says, can I say something? And Jerry's like, sure. Noelle says the following. I'm not sure if everyone's aware of what goes on in a strip joint. It's not just getting up there and dancing and flashing your body. I think bodies are beautiful. And then the audience yells something we couldn't hear. The audience is really annoying. You are not mic'd up, audience. We can't hear you. <laughs> it's just Anyway, whatever they say, Noelle responds and says, because I've been there. I have friends that are strippers and it's like what they'll do for a dollar bill What they'll do is if some guy's got a dollar bill in his mouth, they'll sit on his face to get that dollar bill. And it's disgusting. Like that for one (laughs) dollar, that is disgusting. And that's not worth it for a dollar. Misty's like, well, it all depends on where you go. So I guess Misty's hoping to go straight to the top (laughs) of stripping. Oh, she could be in like that Showgirls Vegas thing (laughs) that they put on in Showgirls, which is like fancy stripping I don't know it seemed like you really had to dance to do that she's no Misty's no Nomi Malone okay Misty Jerry asks Misty and Nathan like do either of you feel a little bit awkward or a little bit silly I mean I know at first maybe you enjoy the cheers but it's sometimes like at some point you know do you say what am I doing (laughs) and Misty is like no it's all anatomy to me how she says it I don't believe it from her but okay maybe an audience member who was wearing a Jerry Springer sweater which I liked but it was a really shitty sweater (laughs) it was like a bumming around the house sweater but it was on brand I guess says I mean I think this is all basically basically based on low self-esteem and you should try to do something more positive to boost your ego And Misty points out that it takes a lot of self-esteem to get out there and do what she just did. I guess. I mean, I guess. I don't know if that's self-esteem. Question mark. Might be more of a confidence thing. Anyway, we go on another commercial. (laughs) Next, we meet Roxanne. And who they label as her best friend, Brandy. (laughs) Let's put a big question mark on that description. Roxanne 
Oh, no, that's not true. I feel like I mixed up Roxanne and Brandy's names a lot in the beginning, but then something happened that I remembered, but I feel like there might be some weird things here. Brandy wants to give up her job as a daycare worker and become a high-class hooker. So this is what I mean. So first we talked to the strippers or the wannabe strippers. Now we're going to talk to the wannabe prostitutes, as you do. Jerry is like, oh, what's up with Brandy? Because it's only Roxanne right now. Roxanne has this really cool, like, Whitney Houston hair. I liked it. She's got on black nylons and a purple cocktail dress with, like, sparkly spaghetti straps. And then not a, not a necklace with a heart on it. I want to be clear about that. It's, like, a, a heart shaped neckline necklace like it's got I hope you know what I mean it's got like a little v on the bottom to kind of make it like your tits are a heart (laughs) oh boy I should have gone to fashion school or something (laughs) anyway but it's also made out of like I don't know like obviously not diamonds but uh, crystals it's sparkly and it matches the spaghetti straps on her cocktail dress for some reason I wrote Oh, I see. So from Roxanne, like nipples up, (laughs) Roxanne is going to the Grammys for some reason. I don't know why. This is Jerry Springer. I wait till you meet Brandy because her outfit is wow, wow, wow. (laughs) They must have got dressed together. That's what I'll say. Roxanne tells us that Brandy is a very nice girl, but she's demented. (laughs) When it comes to men, she just doesn't know how to keep her legs shut, basically. She goes from men to men to men to men to men. She leaves really good guys, ruins relationships with perfectly good guys. Uh, She says, my problem is that she has a three-year-old son. There's nothing boring about being a mom. If she wants something exciting to do, go take care of your kid. That is, of course, what Brandy should probably do, but I don't know if that's the same kind of, like, excitement (laughs) or exciting thing, to be perfectly fair. Uh, Misty has her bra back on now just so you know (laughs) tits away uh let's bring out brandy brandy is wearing a full length ball gown with a huge like off shoulder ruffle (laughs) goes all the way around it's black she has elbow length black gloves why like (laughs) why where did you think you were coming brandy sherry's says brandy roxanne is saying you want something exciting to do take care of your kid what do you say about that brandy accuses roxanne of being just as bad before she got married Mm, the main okay well i don't know the main point i think was about your kids so maybe it was before the kid i don't know anyway roxanne's like not even close jerry not even close i can count on my fingers the number of men that i've been with her i don't anybody in here have enough fingers to count which I was like, like combined or individually? <laughs> we all have the same number of fingers. So I don't, I guess she meant the whole audience. That seems like a lot of people though. Cause there's probably like, I don't know, 50 people in the audience. So times 10, it's like 500 people. That's a lot of people. <laughs> Roxanne this whole time looks pissed. Like she looks big mad and just completely disgusted with her quote-unquote best friend this whole time Roxanne's like I don't understand why you dog nice guys out go from this one to that one to that one to that one by the way we all know your name's not Brandy 
Everyone knows you. All the guys know you. Why are you trying to be phony? <laughs> Which is amazing. Like, so Brandy's just had a name change, like, <laughs> in her life. That she's trying to pull off just, like, she just showed up one day. She was like, it's Brandy now. And they were like, what? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You have to move, I think, to change your name in that way. I don't think you can insist on just people calling you by a different name. That's very very funny to try that though. Uh, Brandy goes just blows past that. She's like, anyways, she was just as bad as I was before she got married, and she had a habit of messing with other women's men. And Jerry's like, okay, but that's besides the issue right now about promiscuity. Like, what's this about you wanting to be a hooker though? Like, if you want to date men, date men. <laughs> no one cares. It's the prostitution that we're here to talk about, right? And Brandy now tries to sell us this. I don't know if people are still selling us. They probably are on like Dr. Phil and stuff. But tries to sell us on the difference between an escort and a hooker. (laughs) She's like, I want to be an escort. That's not a hooker. And Jerry's like, what are you going to do? Take over the opera? Come on. (laughs) It's like, was that a sideburn from Jerry on Brandy's outfit? (laughs) Because she is dressed like she's going to the opera. Very funny. Brandy says, well, it's not the same thing. If you're an escort, you accompany them. If they have, like, a company thing. And Roxanne's like, you're doing that now. And Brandy's like, yeah, I want to get paid for it. (laughs) And Jerry's like, you want to get paid for going out. (laughs) Roxanne's like, I thought you did get paid. Brandy's like, I do. I do receive nice gifts. So you're dating. Like, that's dating, I think. Roxanne's. Like, and you right here, if I, oh, to Nathan, if uh, Roxanne has a real problem with Nathan, Roxanne has to sit next to Nathan, and that is very unfortunate for Roxanne <laughs> in every way. Says, if I were, if I was your wife, I'd take you by the ponytail and pull you off this stage. <laughs> Before you become a stripper, you need to get a tan. <laughs> very true. And honey, which now she's talking to Misty, you need to keep those tassels up, get those breasts up. <laughs> because Misty, to be fair, is not um, a huge breasted lady. Uh, Misty, I don't know, she brags about being all natural and not phony. And she's like, and I use what the good Lord gave me. <laughs> so not tits then. <laughs> uh, Jerry says, see, this is what happens, though, is all of a sudden we're reduced to this discussion about who has bigger parts, which is exactly what's the problem with all of it, is it makes women objects, or in your case, making a man an object, rather than just the person. He is all of a sudden, it's what you can do in bed. How much can you show? Don't you say to yourself, you know, I wasn't put on earth to be a hooker. I can do something else. Great point by Jerry. And that was, like, really off the cuff, too. He always has big verbose like final thoughts but I feel like that was off the cuff off the cuff and that was a great point and a great way to keep the conversation on track of what we're actually trying to talk about. Brandy says okay but with being an escort if you choose to have sex with someone then that's not about the escort service and Jerry's like yeah okay I understand but you will get paid for it won't you and Brandy's like going out on a date yeah and Jerry's like "Mm." like he's got a knowing smile he's like yeah but then having sex you'll charge more right Roxanne's like what about your son pay attention to him Brandy's says that her son will not see her lifestyle 
Roxanne's like, he sees it now. He sees it now, Brandy. (laughs) When she gives it big air quotes. (laughs) Was amazing, Brandy. Um, An audience member says, Brandy, how are you going to take care of your son when you contract HIV and pass away? Jerry's like, are you worried about that? Brandy says, like I said, an escort does not mean you have to have sex. And Jerry's like, but you will. Brandy's, I don't know, if I choose to, like, whatever. There's such thing as condoms. Roxanne's like, she's an escort now. You have three guys right now in the string. And then she goes on a big tangent about Misty and Brandy having respect for themselves. It was good, but I didn't write it down. It was a lot of words. Brandy says that Roxanne was considering stripping at some point, And then she didn't. So, great Great point, Brandy. I just did air quotes. You can't see me, but (laughs) I felt it was important. An audience member to Misty and Noelle says, well, you were talking about being noticed. I think she, meaning Noelle, is 10 times more beautiful, and I didn't have to see her on stage to notice. And Misty's like, well, that's your personal opinion. Okay. An audience member makes a good point very badly, and the way he's delivered his question made him sound like a serial killer to me (laughs) in a very big way he was like what if you run into an unhappy customer you can't satisfy that customer and that customer paid you so much money that customer is going to want that money back you know or else (laughs) I don't know Roxanne's like oh she can satisfy she has no complaints satisfaction guaranteed (laughs) like I think you missed the point Jerry's also thinks she missed the point because he's like you're I think you're saying it's dangerous is what you're trying to say Brandy blah 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 if I choose blah 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 I would feel safe as being part of that and she insists that it's a date thing and not a sex thing we come back from the commercial and up next we have John and his girlfriend Cash Cash like money Cash I don't know if that was her real name I don't hate it, honestly, as a name, but it's really weird. I get, I bet she gets a lot of questions if that is her real name, which I suspect it's not. Jerry asks John how all this got started. Okay, John, let me take you on this trip with me. At first, I thought John seemed genuine and reasonable. And that changed pretty quickly for me. Let's see how you feel. John's like, well, she's always been very, nah. She she jumps to a lot of different things. She likes to do a lot of strange things. I've stuck through her. I've stuck with her through every bit, good, bad. If she wants to pursue this, then it's just going to be too much, though. Jerry is like, what is it about this that's too much? And John was like, <laughs> it's just going a little bit far. Jerry says, well, we'll bring her out, but so we have an all an idea. Uh, men pay her to do what? <laughs> John's like, well, I guess there's some sickos out there who like being whipped, beat. <laughs> okay, here comes Cash. To be fair, she's wearing a ridiculous outfit made out of like leather straps with a big mesh piece over top of it. John 
like walks off and takes his mic off dramatically for this. Uh, and then he comes back right away and he's like, <laughs> to the audience, he's like, hey, that's my girl there. And again, like at this point, I really did feel like, okay, if you're not that kind of like live out large type of, or live out large, live out loud kind of person, and maybe this is outside of your comfort zone and all of a sudden your girlfriend's like, I'm all about this now. Like I can see that that might be a deal breaker and you might not necessarily be like comfortable talking about it. Jerry asks Cash, well, like, okay, that's your boyfriend. You don't care about the fact that it's really disgusts him? John's like, disgusting. It's damn weird. Cash is like, well, for one thing, I've always done everything he wants me to do, and I'm getting really tired of it. You know, times have changed. I'm not going out there having sex with everybody, because particularly, I don't really care about it that much. But I'll tell you right now, someone wants me to beat him with a whip and whatever, I'll give it to him. for one thing I want to be on the end of giving it instead of receiving it if they want to suck my toe let them go for it Uh, and this is where I started to turn because I was like that sounds reasonable like it sounds like she's not having sex with anyone I mean I feel like that's not really part it could be I guess but that's not the main part of being a dominatrix because I feel like part of that power control is like being withholding so she probably isn't having sex with them and yeah, if you want to pay me to whip you with a whip, cool. Like I guess, like don't don't expect it. To, I bet I bet she's good at this, and I'm not against it at all. Like I'm, that's fine. Uh, Jerry asks John, "Why did you walk off?" And John says, "Because what she has is mine." Whoa. Uh-oh. <laughs> John is like and ain't nobody else's damn business to see it Cash is like nobody's gonna see it I'm not gonna take my clothes off for anybody I just want to beat them (laughs) and John's like well even your current outfit like look at what you're wearing right now and then Cash plays it up with an audience member who has he's kind of distinctive looking he's got like a blonde mushroom cut (laughs) type thing and suspenders on and then John like she I mean plays it up like she goes and she like pretends to spank him like haha he's playing ball with it it's cool John kind of like fronts on this guy like he's gonna fight him I notice we have no Steve there's no bouncers at all definitely no Steve Wilkos miss him Jerry is a man (laughs) though about it and jumps in himself to make sure that Uh, this idiot doesn't beat up his audience member and cause a big lawsuit. Uh, The same audience member, like that guy with the blonde mushroom cut, says, the thing is, she's just trying to enjoy herself. Like, she loves you, I'm sure. She loves you, and she has a lot of respect for you. And John's like, well, you ain't got no damn respect for her. An audience member is like, respect for people is seeing what they want to do and letting them do what they want to do. All these people up here, if they want to do it, let them try for a while. If it's bad for them, they're going to realize it themselves. It's nice to give them the opinion and all, but, like, you got to just let them try. And I felt like that was really good advice. (laughs) And again, Cash is talking nothing but sense to you this whole time. Cash tells us she never, she was never no Betty Crocker. (laughs) Jerry's like, well, I think there's something between Betty Crocker and this whip, though. And Cash is like, oh, I like whipping. One of these days, you're going to get it. (laughs) Jerry's 
Like, what is it seriously about it? Cash is like, I don't know. I just feel like I need to do just something different. And John's like, why don't you do something normal? <laughs> She's like, I did all these normal things and I'm really tired of it. And I, like, I, <laughs> I agree with Cash. Like, I agree with her on all fronts. Come at me if you think I'm wrong. I don't care. John jabs back at this audience member again. Mushroom suspenders. <laughs> That's what I've labeled him. Uh, is like, sick is all in the mind. To each his own, I believe, is what it is. Everyone has their own opinion. And John's like, yeah, to each your own, not mine. This is mine. Oh, yikes, yikes, John. And the guy's like, she's not yours. And Cash, like, stands up. She's mad. I have a feeling Cash has probably 45 years of being spoken to this way, and she's fucking over it. She stands up, and she's like, don't even start that. Don't go that way, boy, because I ain't going to put up with that. And John's like, after seven years, well, it's a choice you got to make. Cash is like, well, hey, if that's what suits your fancy, go for it. Jerry also picks up, I think, on um, how sensitive Cash was about this. And he's like, is it because men have always treated you mm, like that? That <laughs> you decided you wanted to start whipping back? And Cash is like, all you wanted me to do is sit in the house. I've given up lots of things like mountain climbing. First of all, I wanted to hear what the rest of the things were. Because <laughs> if mountain climbing was the first one... Oh man, I want to hang out with Cash. I want to drink three bottles of wine, me and Cash. Oh, that'd be a fun night. Uh, and then John, well, okay, first of all, just to go back a second, Cash is like, all you want me to do is sit in the house. And to that, John says, that's your place. That's where a woman should be. Oh, oh now everyone's mad again. <laughs> Again, not really about the dominatrix thing. We're mad about John's misogyny. Another audience member stands up and she's like, she is not a piece of meat and she has the right to do whatever she wants. And girlfriend, if you like Whitman guys, you go for it because I know it feels good. And then they have kind of like a get it girl back and forth. <laughs> um, and John tells this lady to sit down. And then Cash is like, don't tell her that. She's taken up for me for a change. It's nice to have someone take up for me besides your little friends. I hate your friends, as a matter of fact. Matter of fact, I'd like to beat the hell out of half of them. <laughs> it's like, I feel like this is a lot of pent up. This isn't like, this hasn't been building recently. This has been building for probably five or six years, I think. Uh, Jerry goes back to the same audience member for more clarification. Like, I don't know. He's like, well, why do you say it? feels good and she's like because it's fun and we get more like people jeering and stuff like before and jerry like to the general audience is like because it's someone who's done it come on i want to hear from her like i want to hear what she has to say and all the the girl in the audience is like i just think there's a thrill in it because like you're in control and it's fun and if she likes it let her do it and she's like, has she done it with you? You might like it. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's us. That's in private. Like, whatever. So I was like, well, maybe she has. <laughs> I don't know. Cash is like, says that John's just totally opposite from her. Jerry is like, does he control you in your relationship? And Cash is like, oh my God, yes. Like my friends and everything. 
Again, this is not the issue, it's not the dominatrix thing. I think that's the symptom, not the underlying cause of this problem. Someone in the audience is like, dump him. <laughs> John starts chirping audience people. Jerry asks John why he stays in the relationship. Or no, sorry, he asks Cash why she's in the relationship. And John's like, obviously something's working. And Cash is like, I don't know. I love him. I just, I don't know. Like, basically, we do get along. But Jerry asks John, like, well, if she continues, are you going to leave? And he's like, yeah. And Cash is like, there's the door. <laughs> Let it hit you in the ass on the way out. <laughs> Great. Commercial. Um, we get a little preview after, before this commercial, I guess, for like tomorrow on Jerry. And that episode was, I was going to say it's going to be, but it was, uh, I can't stand my wife's gay friends. And that looked dramatic and also problematic <laughs> in a way. I would have liked to watch that episode as well. Maybe, maybe one day the YouTube gods will smile upon us, eh? Up next, we have Tara and her mom, who's 47. This is now... Okay, so we went through strippers, wannabe strippers. We talked to a wannabe hooker, and we talked to a... Not really a wannabe, because it sounds like she's doing it, but a newly minted dominatrix. Uh, this one, the gag, is that the mom is a stripper, and she's 47. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Geriatric, Jesus Christ. When Tara was 18... She got a job stripping to make money for college, and her sister, quote, ratted on her. So she had to fly her mom out to San Fran to watch her because her mom didn't believe her that she wasn't a prostitute. Then at some point, her mom needed money for something, for, like, the house or trailer or something, and Tara jokingly suggested stripping, and then her mom started stripping. <laughs> and Tara says, I'm sorry, my mom has three beautiful grandsons. She needs to get her butt home, keep it in an office, and be knitting booties for them. And Cash <laughs> is like, where is this advice coming from? Who owns us? <laughs> uh, correct. Tara's like, where are your morals and your values? Let me tell you about these guests. And she says to Misty, you're a little church mouse. You know nothing about dancing. I've danced all over the world. I want receipts on that all over the world. Uh, been a dancer for five years. What the hell are you going to do when some guy says, hey, honey, let me suck on your tits. And they bleep out tits, but you could see it was tits. So that was cool. <laughs> She's like, you're going to run so fast. To Nathan, you're a bastard. <laughs> That's it. That's all we needed. To Brandy. You don't need to be a hooker. Get your ass home and take care of your son. And then to Brandy, you don't need to be a hooker. Get your ass home and take care of your son. To Cash, you look like a damn whore. <laughs> Whoa. Again, I don't like that anybody's coming for Cash because I don't think Cash is doing anything wrong. Cash says, uh, I like the way I look. <laughs> Hot take. Cash looks better than Tara. Now Cash and Tara are fighting. Jerry, like... They break it up, kind of, but then he, like, cr cracks Cash's whip and says, quiet, to get them to stop. It's kind of funny. Everyone's sort of laughing. Uh, but they do stop fighting, which is good. Let's bring out Mom, who wants to dance till she's 80. And we never get a name, by the way. They just refer to her as Mom. So Jerry introduces her as, here she is, Mom. <laughs> so weird. Mom goes right to the pole in a cheap-as-hell purple velour, like, 
maybe crushed velvet kind of dress, tits out, elbow length gloves, but they didn't have hands on them. They were just like wrist to elbow type gloves. You know, like when your forearms are really cold, but you still want to look slutty. It's <laughs> fun. Cash says, well, you've been a dancer. Oh, to Tara. You've been, oh, sorry. I missed the stripping part. She strips. That's all. Tara goes over to try to like cover her up. Tara's helping her mom put her dress back up over her boobs. It's <laughs> great. Um, Cash says to Tara, you've been a dancer for five years and you're some kind of princess all of a sudden. Wah, I don't want my mommy to dance. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> kind of like Cash again. Cash loses it a bit. She likes, st- like, I don't know, they keep getting up and fighting Cash and Tara, I guess. She stands up. She's like, shut the hell up. Where is Steve? Like, we just want Steve. John is behind them, like, as they're fighting, and he's smiling so hard. I don't even know how to analyze why. <laughs> but eventually he stands up and comes to the rescue. All the other guests physically insert themselves into the argument to prevent it from escalating any further. And we go to commercial. Jerry brings up this point. I know there's a good point, but he says, you know, okay, mom. <laughs> it is the best point for this little story, I guess. Uh, mom, beyond the question of why you would decide to make this career switch, do you ever step out of the role when you're around your daughter? <laughs> like, you can make a decision as an adult to do whatever. I may not agree with that decision. Doesn't matter. But in the presence of your own daughter, like, why would you do what you just did? <laughs> Like, when you're around your daughter, don't you adopt the role of mother? And mom's like, yes, I do. <laughs> like, you obviously don't, because you didn't. Uh, Tara says, when? Why don't you tell them how you're trying to get me to go back to dancing so bad? And then she's like, let me answer her, which is Cash's question, because it kind of deals with the same. You're right. I did dance for five years, and I'm not sitting here saying that I'm innocent, but I have a beautiful 10-week-old son. When I was four weeks pregnant, my baby's father left me and I have to set a good example and get my head together. Jerry asks her if she's concerned that her, oh, sorry, well, to the mom, to mom, (laughs) grandmom, I guess. Are you concerned your grandson will one day see you in this role? And she says, well, I think he'll be proud that a 47-year-old grandma can get up there and do what I did. (laughs) I'm not trying to... I think he probably won't be. <laughs> I'm not saying whether he should or not. I just think that he probably won't be. And Tara thinks that she should be ashamed. And somebody in the audience is like, all I can say is Tara, some Marika. You gotta love it. <laughs> Roxanne, unprovoked. Remember that was Brandy's friend? It gets really hot now. And she's like, why don't you take your kid to the park if you're so bored or something? Fuck you. You have a beautiful son. Spend some time with him. I guess that's to Brandy. And then generally to everyone, she's like, spend time with them. When you become a mother, you're dedicating your life to them. And then to Nathan, she says, when you become married, you're dedicating life to your wife. It's not you. You're not the boss. You're not all that, okay? It's two. It's two. Okay. Um audience member says I think everybody needs to focus on their responsibilities and find their morals which gets a very tepid response from the audience I think they just wanted to see more stripping Cash says why don't you go get a new outfit honey you look like a strange person with your little 
I don't know what that got cut off, but again, Cash is wearing leather straps with mesh over top only. <laughs> this audience member is wearing a brown sweater. <laughs> That's like very nondescript. Okay, John starts yelling at Cash about how ridiculous her outfit is, which is actually fair, but fuck John. And at this point, I was like, I bet Cash and John have a lot of domestic calls on their record. <laughs> Great. Um, I will say, I'm going to do the final thought in a second, but um, I did notice kind of, you know, when they were playing the credits at the end, again, Roxanne is sitting next to Nathan and he looks like he's trying to talk or like joke to her. And Roxanne has no time for this. <laughs> like, or patience. She looks like she wants to punch him in the dick so hard, which is fair. Now we get Jerry's final thought. Let me take this opportunity to thank all of you for coming, and I hope you make good, constructive choices about what you want to do with your life, and good luck to you. You know, when the rent's due or the electric bill or the tab is run up at the grocery checkout counter, no one asks how or from where you got the money. Just get it and give it. It's how we function. And nobody says, well, you can have the food for free this week. You were good. You didn't dance at a strip joint. No, we demand the money for goods and services, how you got it be damned. Well, some would suggest for these occupations in the sex industry, they will be damned. But this is a free society. As long as no laws are being broken, we as adults can make our own choices about how to make a living. So be it. But we should not pretend that choosing the sex business doesn't have its consequences. It does. Not always. But often it affects relationships, self-esteem, future career opportunities, even one's ability to fall and stay in love. And of course, one's health, mental as well as physical. It may seem exciting and the money is good, but it's not enough to pay the cost. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Thank you. I really get the feeling that Jerry's final thoughts are written by high school students learning to write essays. <laughs> about that. Anyway, let me take this opportunity to thank all of you for listening to my podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love doing this and I'm so happy. Um, if anybody loves this thing, that makes me even happier. If you'd like to reach out to me, please find me on Facebook at Reality Roots Pod, which is a profile. You can connect with me. That'd be really cool. I have been trying to share uh, you know, when I release new episodes, so you can find that there. You can also reach out to me at realityrootspod at gmail.com and let me know what you think. Questions, concerns, uh, comments, things of that nature. That'd be great. If you have a little moment to go in, rate, review, and or subscribe, that would really, really, really help me out. And yeah, thank you everyone for being here and I will talk to you again next week. Okay, bye.